This week's episode of the award-winning, multiple award-winning, and even if we don't get no more goddamn awards, we still hold that title. Here for a podcast. Damn, I, should, I probably shouldn't have. I done started off 2020 wrong. <laughs> Damn, I shouldn't have did that. Um, this, this episode is brought to you by Hackers. Can the hackers who hacked Mariah Carey's Twitter please get into Rihanna's iPad? Come on. R9 and R10. It's probably all on there. <laughs> Y'all are wasting your time. Mariah Carey didn't do nothing to deserve being hacked, and she we don't believe her saying the N-word. I don't. Actually. I don't. I don't believe. She don't look like she was. I don't even think. She I didn't even, even think about that. What? No, I don't even think she actually even. Said they were talking about some. And then people were finding out that she was black in the middle of this. Like she can't say the N word, but she just don't. She has been uh, biracial the whole time, you guys. Forty something years, she's been biracial the whole time. She gives white woman. <laughs> yes, she gives the opulence of every white yeah. woman, but um, or the opulence every white woman wants to have. Um, getting engaged to billionaires and getting um ten million dollar settlements when the marriage don't go through, bitch, that is a white woman scam. <laughs> she did the whitest thing ever the other day. She was on vacation in Dominican Republic and in the pool in a gown. It's like he, you don't have. I know you have bathing suits. Why are you in a gown in the pool? Not just by the pool taking pictures. She was in the pool. Because it was like one of those... Um, Drone infin- videos? It was, no. No. Oh. It was an infinity pool behind the pool that she was actually in. Uh-huh. Where you could see like the beach and the sunset and all that stuff. Shout out to her photographer. That, oh. <laughs> oh. Opulence is what I'm talking about. Scenery. Anyway. Oh, landscapes. This is not about her. <laughs> this is about the hackers getting into Rihanna's iPad. Somebody tweeted, do we want pop Rihanna or do we want reggae Rihanna or girl, do it even matter? All the above. <laughs> All the above. Um, y'all really need to be more useful in 2020. If you're going to be useful and hack a celebrity's account, hack into Rihanna's iPad. And I'm done with y'all. Thank you so much. All right. Uh, my name is Ronald Matters. Follow me on the internet at Ronald Matters. I, it's January. Go daddy want their money. So please go to Ronald Matters so I can have some money to give go daddy. Uh, girl, I got a whole nother year. I got to buy my name on the internet. So um, go to RonaldMatters.com and um, follow me on the internet at Ronald Matters. I am the Superman, T-H-E-E-S-U-P-A-M-A-N, a.k.a. <clears throat> Superman Evangelista Wintour, B.K.A. Your Sexy Sensei. Um, our icebreaker this week is, what was your worst jacked date? <laughs> I know why you have like a lot to pull from. Why you laughing? I'm like that is so rude to laugh at my pain. I've been through a lot, girl. I'm like, girl, which one do I want to tell? Oh my god. Okay, tell one of my stories. You know them all. So, do you? Which one do you remember? I don't know what was bad to you. Uh, you all, was, all, all, <laughs> the pain look at was, my life. Okay, I, and see what I see. Come on, Mary J. Blige. Um, we on some of our souls already. <laughs> <laughs> um, my worst Jack date. Mm. Okay, so this isn't abnormal, but like when you're texting a guy and you see a photo, and then you get deep into this image, no pause, 
And then you want him to get deep in your guts. And then he come over there and it's your sister. I'm like, oh, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. Oh, girl. I will turn on Netflix and we will actually watch the movie. <laughs> what is going on here? Oh, you know, I got work in the morning. That has happened to me. I can count on my hands, but that has happened more often than I would like to be able to talk about. Well, <clears throat> the kids have reported that Femtops will rearrange your life. So you missed out. You missed your blessing. Maybe in 2030, but not in 2020. Shout out to the film tops out there. <laughs> shout, literally shout out. Yeah, the, yeah. And you missed your blessing. You had, oh, you had. I mean, him I have, I have found out dudes was sis after I thought they was bro. Because you can keep. Up and you the, mean sis as in S I S and not C I S. That's why I asked you to just tell my story. If you're just gonna tell my story, I'm trying to help. I'm just trying to help. Yeah, but your um, my worst Jack date. Ooh, um. There's something that I will not divulge to the internet. <clears throat> Bitch, it's your hot, t- hot your icebreaker. I know, <laughs> but it's some. I'm just saying that there's some that I would not divulge okay. to the internet, but one that I can and will. Um, right. Come on. This one boy came over and he want he did coke at my house. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> so coke is very normalized, uh-huh. I guess nowadays more than I thought it was. And I know it's normal, like, in party situations and stuff like that, but I just wasn't ready for him to, like, he unwrapped the So, baggie. y'all sitting down watching the Netflix, or are you No, I'm taking my clothes or? off, and he's taking his clothes off. By the time he gets to taking his clothes off, this is obviously, this is the Jack date that turns to fucking, okay. FYI. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we didn't uh, catch yes, on to that. Clearly. Okay. So, we're taking our clothes off in the bedroom, and I'm getting butt booty naked, and he's getting butt booty naked, but before he gets his drawers off... He pulls out the baggie with the coke in it and puts the coke on my dresser to sniff. He did a line. He did his lot of coke. And I'm watching in disbelief like. Are you still active down there? No. Uh, I'm like, is no. Superman Jr. still working? Not at all. We're uh, on break. <laughs> and so he did his line. And then, again, like I said, I figured, I guess he think it was just so normal that I shouldn't have. Tripped, but I was like, ah, you just put drugs on my dresser and did them in my house. Uh, I don't think this is gonna go. I don't think this is gonna work out. And so I ended up putting him out. So now he has to. He high. He high on the way home and didn't get no dick. So I guess it's both of our worst Jack dates because (laughs) it was bad for me because I thought I was about to get some pussy and Uh then he did drugs in my house and it was bad for him because he went home high. I'm like, it didn't get no dick. And get out my yard. Get out my yard. I don't want... No. You can't be on my property if the cops pull up. Get yeah, but that's the other thing that I was mad about. I was like, one, ask me, because maybe I'm okay with drugs. Maybe I'm not. But mm-hmm. you don't know. He just got drugs on my dresser, and I had to, like, fucking bleach it and Real shit. Do I'm like, it's, cocoa. it's cocaine on my dresser. I don't... And the sniffing dogs, girl, child. Anyway, so right. that was our icebreaker this week. Thank you guys so much for supporting this ghetto ass podcast into 2020. Tell us about your Jack dates because I'm sure y'all have some interesting stories. Ah, uh, and the Coke user might be listening. Shout out to you. Um, support for this ghetto ass podcast comes from a couple awesome donors 21 people. Um, We're up to 21 now And sponsors as well uh-huh. um, If you would like to see this podcast continue Please get over 
to our Patreon, which is going to be a link in the description below. And for at least $1 a month, you can get exclusive content. Uh, today we recorded a 17-minute epic episode just for Patreon before we created this episode. So you don't even know what you're missing. To find out what you're missing, get over to our Patreon right now. And at least for a dollar, you can find out what you're missing. You better sell it, bitch. (laughs) If you ain't got a dollar. You got a dollar? (laughs) (laughs) That that episode was epic. (laughs) If you are like Felicia from Friday, you ain't got a dollar. Let me borrow your microwave. Let me borrow your microwave. Hey, that's some people. (laughs) We get to let me borrow your microwave. That's some people's real life. (laughs) Really? You got a VCR? She wants to borrow that VCR too. She got she got tapes to watch. If you are Felicia right now, and that's fine to be Felicia, because yeah. you ain't gonna always be Felicia. You can you, you your current your current location does not have to be your destination. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Um. And so if you are your Felicia right now, and you ain't got a dollar, um, the least you can do is make sure that you subscribe one. And share this episode with your social networks on the Instagram, on the Facebook, they, on um, Rent Boy, whatever you got. Share this episode so other people who may have a dollar can support this Black Gas podcast. Oh, chill! All these niche markets. It was two niches, black and gay. <laughs> Our word of the day this week: W E R D. Is serophobia. What do you think serophobia is? Is this um, HIV related? Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Uh, I guess it's the fear of becoming HIV positive. Very good. Oh, I said that in my A voice. The fear of becoming HIV positive, bruh. Oh. Now you from Uganda? <laughs> Work. Uh, <laughs> serophobia is a manifestation of fear and aversion by certain people towards people living with HIV with living with HIV or uh being afflicted with HIV. Mm. Uh, like he used a straw. I can't use the same straw or he used that cup or just not having sex with people that are HIV positive or um like Ace Rockwood. What don't associate him with that? Oh, no, he's very he serophobic. Do- oh, he is? Yeah, he will have all the raw sex with women and only have condom sex with men because of his fear of HIV. Oh. Oh, I don't know that to be true now. I don't know. Oh, no, he's Well, maybe his action show it. His action show it and he's talked about it. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Because people have asked him over the years why when you do gay porn, porn, you are always wearing condoms. He never does gay porn raw, but when he does straight porn, it's always raw. Yeah, and a lot of people don't like watching porn with condoms. So I guess people who want to enjoy his art are unable to because he's wearing a condom. That's a barrier for them. With men, though. Yeah. Yeah. So he's an example. Oh, he's to it publicly. Wow. Yeah, he's an example of someone that that is serophobic. But he ain't the only one. He not. Um, So don't be like Ace Rockwood. He's pretty. He's very pretty to look at, but serophobic. Um, this week our affirmation is your blackness is badass. Black skin, hair, noses, and lips are not up for debate. It's beautiful. 
And if they can't or won't be celebrated by people you know around you or the people on the internet, come on, release yourself from those people. Please do. You don't deserve that toxicity in your life. Absolve yourself from the debate of what's cute and what's not. The only thing unattractive is the people who don't think blackness is attractive. And um, <clears throat> I felt that I had to write that behind all that bullshit behind um, Ari Lennox and Tiana Taylor and whoever that, that person was talking about. They look like pit bulls because of their... They look like Rottweilers. Rottweilers, excuse me. I love pit bulls, I guess. That's why that, that was the first thing that came well, to my mind. That's why it was the first thing that came to my mind because <laughs> I love Tiana Taylor and I love Ari Lennox yeah. and that's why it still came to my mind. But he said that they look like Rottweilers In because the face, of their, but they still are sexy. Because of their black facial features and I'm like, uh, those black facial features are also what make them beautiful? I have never looked at Ari Lennox or Tiana Taylor and got Rottweiler. I can look at you and see Rottweiler. Now, I've got some dominant energy from Tiana Taylor, but girl, that's because she, she's just a different breed of woman. Tiana Taylor's Still the top. <laughs> she's just a different breed of woman. I just don't believe woman. that. Woman, she'll look like a Rottweiler. I mean, like, she's just not the the feminine presenting easy going, oh my gosh, you're going to open the door for me? No shade. She still want to be the door I, open for her. And she carry a baby Junie. And she teach a baby Junie what men should do for her out here in these streets. He opened the door for me. I do believe um, um, Mr. Shumper is fucking her. But I believe he is a bottom still. That's racist though. You can't be, you can't be, you can't be saying that. No, I believe she's the top in the relationship. Okay, well, shout out to Ari Lennox and her um, Instagram live video where she responded to that person um, in those comments. And it brought her to tears. You know, like, all her life she's been told that she was this or she was that. And, girl, people gonna tell you that you this and that all the time, but your inbox full. Your bank account is full. Okay. J. Cole still wants you to come see when your next studio session is so we can write it off on Dreamville Records, um, Texas. And a lot of these girls can't get signed to the damn SoundCloud. So, Ari Lennox, we lift you up in prayer. Um, Tiana, you keep on taking that good dick. And you get another baby out of him. <laughs> or I will. <laughs> <clears throat> last week... <laughs> Last week we talked about uh, nothing uh, because we were off recalibrating for the new year. So we it was a lot. I know y'all are mad at us, but these this little break has been beautiful. We love y'all. Um, unfortunately, fuck shit has continued to follow us into 2020. We thought that we were going to be able to leave some of that in 2020, but mm-hmm. we were not able to. Unfortunately, it's stalking us like... Uh, a ugly, a ugly nigga that asked for um, some sex that you said no to three years ago, still following you. Mm-hmm. Um, I need my Beyonce savings account to be lifted in prayer. Amen. Because she posted some shit the other day with the fucking two black squares on Instagram, and we thought that it might have been an album. And she just had something to post in the middle. She wanted y'all to fo- focus on her. Um, year in review, <laughs> but my Beyonce savings account wasn't ready in case it was something else. I, it could, I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't ready. She said, girl, she so said, she girl. brought this shit into twenty twenty. It was it's like what, at midnight too. She it was like at one a.m., two a.m., and she was while we all drunk trying to get home safely. I didn't know <laughs> if this was a um 
It's something that I should have like. It was. I, we need drills for these things, Beyonce. I'm not ready, and my savings account wasn't ready mm-hmm. in case this was a tour, uh, a pop up shop. I don't. Whatever the fuck you were. I got do. Amazon gift cards, but I don't have Ticketmaster gift cards. They hit different. <laughs> they hit some of, different. Some of them go through. <laughs> um. <clears throat> speaking of shit that uh, followed us into 2020. Homophobia is still present. What, what do you mean? I thought we got rid of that. No, I was hoping that we would leave at least a little we bit. We threw of- Kia, I was like Kia, Kaya, whatever her name is, away. We threw um, Kevin Hart away. The Gay Olympics just happened. We forgot the shade room. <sighs> oh my God. <laughs> so, <sighs> speak from the heart, sis. Bro, or whatever you identify. Listen, as those are not my pronouns. <laughs> I don't know what you. What you those are not my pronouns. <laughs> um, the shade room tried it. Uh, I know y'all all know what the shade room is, and unfortunately, we left it out of the Gay Olympics last episode. But it definitely should have been in. She tried it. Mm-hmm. It definitely should have been in. She tried it because uh-huh. the shade room always tries it, but with this specific uh, posting, I know. For certain, they tried it and what they were going for. Okay. Said posting. Saucy Santana has been in the news for the past few weeks because he's Saucy Santana, one. (laughs) And two, uh, he got shot, was out here fucking around at the goddamn strip club. Is that not the right? They tried my sis. I'm, you have to laugh to keep from crying because they tried my sis. Okay, I wanted to talk a little bit with the, the girls. Okay, y'all don't like Okay, I'll pull my pants back up. Okay. All right. Do so I that deserve, happened. I deserve to be shot because I wanted to twerk at the club. Look, that didn't make no... The people at the club tried it. That's just... And then the shade room continued to try it. Mm. So... um. The Shade Room knows what their audience is, and their audience is 99% cishet black people. Mm-hmm. 99%. And in that 99% is some of the most homophobic people that you can find. Mm-hmm. And so they posted this video of Saucy Santana. Um, I don't know. Is it? I don't know what to call the what he was wearing. It feels like it was like a onesie. It was kind of some shape couture things yeah. to put things together. Okay, body magic. There we go. That's probably the closest mm-hmm. thing that I can think of. He was in like body magic, um, like Spanx type okay. of thing. All right. <clears throat> and he was dancing and twerking uh, in a video, in like a selfie-made video. It looked like maybe in his house or in his closet or whatever. For his... Following, because the girls that love Saucy Santana like to see Saucy Santana dance and turn up and be saucy. Come on. The Shade Room reposted it, knowing who their audience is and what their audience's reaction would be. Mm-hmm. And so that is the type of homophobia that I think that should have stayed in 2019, and unfortunately, it has followed us into 2020. Um, but the Shade Room, I'm not fucking with y'all. I'm never going to fuck with y'all. Y'all are not a reputable source. You never will be a reputable source. You are only entertainment for people with low IQs. And that's that on that. So, comments. I got a thousand. So, give me space. Thank you. 
So I'm looking at the Shade Room. This video, um, as of this morning, had 3.4 million views. So then I'm looking in the comments. Oh, the attack on black masculinity and that's exactly. Oh, but that's what my, they planned. Oh, my daughter will never have a husband because of this, ma'am. The reason why your daughter will never have a husband is because black women like you who have sons aren't teaching them how to be um, respectful. respectful. <laughs> Look at that. Um, and to allow people space, like I just asked for space. Um, and then also black women are the highest educated class in America. And hopefully if you've done your job as a mother, you've shown your little girl that this is what it's like to tour the world. This is what it's like to have nice things, experience them, even if you don't have them to just be involved in capitalism. This is what being great looks like. And you don't have to depend on some little boy um, to like lie to you, tell you the only one, have two baby mamas, have your name saved as Pizza Hut. The same things that Saucy Santana talks about in his records, his love languages are gifts and quality time. He'll play with you niggas and have sex with y'all for a little coin, but if you really want to make some shake, spend some coin and then call me and come up here and take me on a trip and let's go do something together. Prove your love for me. Show me that you love me. So the same thing. Are those your love languages or his? His love languages, because I don't need no Chanel bags and I don't need all these um, fly me out on private jets. Small planes have higher crash rates than commercial airlines, and I'm already scared of flying. So those are <laughs> Saucy Santana's love languages. Oh, okay. <laughs> so if anything, you one you need to be listening to Saucy Santana's music, and two, telling your daughters that they have great things to aspire to in this capitalistic society. But instead, I scroll and look at other posts on um, goddamn Shade Room. Happy birthday. The Tank got 128,000 views. I guess that's because he likes to get his booty ate. Black women can't even tell him happy birthday. I go see Morris Chestnut just turned 51, and they the Shade Room gave a shout-out to all the great projects that he's worked on in his career. That has 150,000 views. But... How does I just I was just on the shade room a few seconds ago when this came up. A soldier that died barely got one million views about his story. No, not that many RIP posts, not as many comments as the hate that Saucy Santana got. Saucy Santana has at least five thousand comments on his post. Three point four million views. There's more engagement on the shade rooms hate towards Saucy Santana than it is uplifting black men saying rest in peace to black men who have done great things in their lives and in their death but there's so much hate for saucy santana and so when just being happy because that's all he was it's not like he was saying listening to a twerk song in his shapewear and having a great time but um y'all always talk about how the shade room is so demeaning and diminishing to black gay black culture specifically um so how about y'all take time to give shout outs to and love on black this man just died down to the kenya in the um raid or something just happened with this damn trump and iran shit and i'm sure it's gonna come up but it's not um, but uh, there's things going on in the world that y'all need to be talking to people who y'all need to be loving and celebrating instead of throwing shade to saucy santana for having a little fun in his bathroom and his shapewear on his instagram live for the people that listen like and follow him so you girls reposting and resharing focus on the things you like catch up on the shows you like Go see that movie that you like. Take care of them children that you love and show them the world. So then that way you can have a better life for yourself and you can be more fulfilled instead of spreading out this goddamn hate on the first five days of 2020. 
Oh, thank you for that space. I needed to get that out. <sighs> I'm with you, Sauce Santana. In the words of a real housewife, at the end of the day, I'm with you. <clears throat> um, next in 2020, I feel like I've read this subject before, but I haven't read the person that is uh, involved in this current subject. But um, we are too advanced as a society in. I'm just going to just say in America. I don't know about the rest of the other countries yet. We're too advanced in a society where we still have straight people that want to play gay roles. And when I say gay roles, I mean in acting and movies and things like that. I feel like we've we've had these conversations over the years and people have finally seen the light and say, okay, well, yeah, gay people should be playing you know, gay characters and trans people should be playing trans characters. It's the reason that I don't give a fuck about Scarlett Johansson because Scarlett Johansson feels like she should be able to play a trans person and knows nothing about the trans experience. So there's another A-list actor that is following in her footsteps. Bye. <clears throat> and I like him. And when he originally played a gay character, we didn't mind because we just... We're happy to see gay characters on the screen mm -hmm. at all. Now we have finally got to a point where, okay, uh, I would like to see gay people play the gay characters on the screen. We can do that. We can walk we in. We can identify 1,000 LGBT actors and actresses that can play these roles. <gasps> it's so fucking many. It is not a shortage of gay actors <laughs> in Hollywood that can play gay characters. Openly gay, is it? And, and openly at that. Jake Gyllenhaal. Huh? My love. My beautiful love, sweet Great in Spider-Man. The new Spider-Man, he just came. He was the villain in that. He That's was, a Marvel check. Is that not check enough? He would like another one. <laughs> so, um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Jake Gyllenhaal has previously played a... I won't say gay, because maybe he was... Maybe bisexual? Bicurious? Okay. I maybe. Buy something. In Brokeback Mountain. Mm -hmm. For the old girls that have saw Brokeback Mountain back in the days. Mm. Shut up. Um... But in Brokeback Mountain, he was ambiguously LGBT. I'll say ambiguously lightly because he was obviously having sex with a man in the movie. He would like to also play another gay person. The film um, is called uh, Fun Home, where he is set to star as a closeted gay dad. Um, it was originally a Broadway musical. Uh, it won all of these awards and accolades, which I hope is why we got a they. Plot. I hope because the last movie from Broadway didn't have a plot. Cats. <laughs> I was gonna say the name. <laughs> <laughs> is it the movie didn't have a plot? Hmm. Um, <clears throat> but the movie is about a, a funeral director who is gay, but he's closeted, and he's trying to come out to his daughter. Um, throughout the course of the movie. Okay. Um, and I guess people that have seen the play know. Hide-ins or whatever. I've never seen the play. Never heard of it. Never but, heard of it. But he's um, set to star in the movie as the closeted gay person and um, move. Get out the way, Jake Gyllenhaal. You've already played one gay too many. Mm. I'm done. Like it's 2020. It is so many gay. Jensen Atwood could do that role. That's like his real life. He's not out. Closeted it needs to come out to his daughter. <laughs> oh no, he got a fiance right now. What does that mean? Oh, 
sexuality is fluid. Okay. Um, I'm just gonna say no to Jake Gyllenhaal. I'm gonna leave that. There. You don't have any replacement. I thought that's what I was. Doing. I was creating the conversation for a replacement. Who do um, you, you want Lena Waithe to do it? I, well, Lena Waithe is a black gay woman. Uh, let's have the conversation. No to Jake Gyllenhaal, but yes to Doogie Howser. Um, the guy who was Billy Porter's um lover on Jason oh. Sibley. Um. One of the boys proposed. I can't think of his name. The guy who was um fucking um pray tell. I Ricky? Like, not the Latino. <laughs> Here you go. Ricky Ricky's not Latino. Sure. I mean, but there are other Pop, people. Poppy is Latino. Okay. Was it Ricky? Yeah, Ricky was okay. the one that, the last the last one that was fucking pray tell cause Hello. Hello. <laughs> Full court life. <laughs> um but yeah, there are there are people who can replace Jake. Yeah. But I mean, even if it had to be a white Gay male. Uh, I don't remember what Doogie Howser's real name is. What's Doogie Howser's real name? I don't know who that is. So, <laughs> sorry to that man. I lost that million dollars. <laughs> that was a million dollar question. Uh, he's popular. Look up Doogie Howser. I don't know how to spell it. I was going <laughs> to <laughs> shit. Is it D U G D O O G? Yeah, D O O G I. Uh-huh. Doogie Howser. Um, wish me luck. He is married. I think they have kids now. Um, is this uh, Patrick Harris? Yeah, Neil Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick, Patrick. Harris. Yeah, out gay. Everybody like him. Well, we just put Taylor Swift and James Corden in cats, and that went nowhere. So just putting white famous people in roles don't actually mean dollars. But that's the whole point of putting Jack Gyllenhaal in this role. They think that that would be transferable into people watching it. And I'm like, well, it's about it's a gay story. It should and be transferable. And the only thing the- he knows about gay stories is the ones that he got from Brokeback Mountain. He don't know shit about a gay gay closeted man. Anyway, woo. <clears throat> I was say, let's move on. If y'all have any recommendations, um, I really think that who could play a gay character again? Um, from Moonlight, Ta- Sharon. Sharon could do it. Oh, Travante. Mm. Travante knows something. <laughs> Travante, Travante could replace Drake Jalal. No, listen, Travante knows a lot about a, lo- a lot of things. <laughs> huh? I had to do that just for the the fans. They love it. I say, huh? Next story. Um, okay. What we're bringing into 2020 is Illinois is becoming one of the new states. I think it's maybe 10 or 11 new states. 10 or 11 states that are making it a requirement for LGBT history to be taught in classrooms. Come on. Um, the story is re- reported on mystateline.com. Um, starting this fall, students will be required to learn about the historical contributions made by people who identify themselves as lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender in Illinois and across the United States. So the, the Illinois State Board is making sure that they not only know about Illinois LGBT people that have made history in mm-hmm. Illinois, but also LGBT people that have made history throughout the country. Like in Memphis. Okay. Bayard Rustin did a lot down there. He organized the Martin Luther King. That could be in that could be in the studies. I'm not saying the case. You just tried to discount Memphis and then I snitched that wig. Thank you. I don't wear wigs. Or that snapback you got turned backwards. Cool. You ain't strong enough to snatch no snapback from me. <laughs> God bless you. That's very southern. God bless you. The new law applies to all public schools in Illinois. 
It obviously has upset the growth. Rural fish. All all of the people. It has upset so many people in Illinois. Ranging from obviously homophobic people. The shade room coming. To homosexuals. Excuse me? Yes. Example. I will not say their name on this podcast because they don't deserve that kind of recognition. Uh, okay. You know, I, I agree when we do stuff like that. Um, But a couple of the girls were, were like, what? Oh, my God. We should not no. be forcing this on children. Gays. They see it at the mall. They see it at the movies. I expected, I expected, um... Feedback, negative feedback from homophobic cisgender white people. I really expected that. Mm-hmm. I did not expect to see black homosexuals in a black Facebook re- group reposting probably. reposting these things on the internet, talking about I don't know about this. You right, you don't know about this. That's why you should get the <laughs> fuck out the goddamn way. Oh, that was a read. <laughs> That was a little a light read. No, I, I meant it severely. You don't <laughs> no, know anything. you don't know about this. You're right. <laughs> to the gays that don't... Know about this. Don't know about this and can't see the purpose in why this is a positive and progressive move forward, just get out the way and shut up. That's all you simply have to do. If you feel like LGBT history should not be taught in schools mm-hmm. And you are also a member of the LGBT community The worst thing that you can do is stand In the way of progress and call it An opinion It's not an opinion, it's oppression When you can't be a part Of your own community's progression um, Your opinion is not Desired and it is not required the least that you can do is stand the fuck out the way. If you you don't know about teaching about Bayard Rustin, you don't know about teaching about Langston Hughes, and you don't know about teaching about any other LGBT icon mm-hmm. that Sylvester. has never has ne- <laughs> come on has never been taught in the school. I I had to wait until I was an adult to learn these things. Mm-hmm. I didn't learn them in nobody's school or in anybody's college. I didn't learn that in college. You know how expensive fucking college is? So you have to pay all this money and still shit get left out? Sound like the Bible to me. Mm. Um, <clears throat> my point is... Oh, are you done with your point? Um, so when I got to like fifth grade, um, it was a requirement that we no longer write about Aretha Franklin or Martin Luther King and who discovered the light bulb and who discovered what peanut butter could do and who... Dis- Discovered the green light. It, the, our teachers was. I'm not reading one of my paper about goddamn Aretha Franklin. I love Aretha, but girl, give me somebody else. <laughs> so for Black History Month, we were like scrounging around and trying to find data because it's not that these people didn't exist and do great things. It's just that their stories were never told. So there was never anywhere to go find their stories or research. And even outside of Black History Month, I use that as my example because. I know that even when I got to college and it came time to um, tell great stories, bitch, how many more times y'all going to tell me about how great Mozart was in classical music? Tell me about somebody else in classical music who did some great things. Who paved the way? 
They ain't even got to be black. But LGBT history needs to be told somewhere so it can be found somewhere when somebody in the future needs it. It's not just about what you think is comfortable right now. Y'all sound like these closed-minded Republicans. Oh, well, I don't really think. Oh, the democratic socialism is... Oh, I'm about to go on a tangent. But back to the point. The people existed, they did great things, and their stories deserve to be told, whether you deserve it or not. There's also somebody who's saying that your story does not deserve to be told, and that is dumb as well. In the same way that I will fight for your story to be told, other people who lived deserve to be remembered. So that's an interesting point, because one of the people that I I saw... (laughs) I'll tell you when um, it's not on the oh, internet. Okay. <laughs> um, he's doing things. Doing things. He's from Memphis. <laughs> you like, and, <laughs> and like he's been in like um, documentaries mm. uh, on the. Uh, Everywhere he wants his a camera. All this TV. And, never be on say a mic and a light. <laughs> oh, well, he don't need no mic because he and can't talk. Makeup. Obviously, he can't talk well. <laughs> um, okay, I'm not going to do that. Oh. Um. It's fine if you were okay being raised without learning or knowing about our history. Mm. But don't stand your dumb ass in the way of our future kids being educated about more than Abraham Lincoln and mm. Christopher fucking Columbus. Mm. Because I want, I would like our future kids, and none of them kids is mine, I think. That's a miss. What? <laughs> I had some flip-ups back in the day. <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe none of them kids is mine. Yeah. But, um, none, none of those kids, I think, are mine. But even if they are mine, or ain't mine, I just, I would like them to have a full education of the world around them. Mm-hmm. Why would you want them to have a miseducation of, well, LGBT people never really contributed nothing to history or life that's or nothing. The they just... They just been out here sucking dick, and that's, that's just not, well. We did do that, but that's not our whole truth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Black women out here sucking dick too. Black men too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for it. Suck it, baby. Uh, don't tell me what to do. Uh. <clears throat> mm. Next. I love this show. Oh, it's about to take a dark turn. Oh, here we go. I'm sorry. Um, next, huh? If you have not seen this documentary on Netflix, soon as this podcast is over with, and as soon as you got time, popcorn and um, holy water. Add to list. I think on Netflix you can add to yeah, list. Yeah, that's what I did because I knew I wanted to watch it, and um, I had something else that I had to finish, and then I came around to watching it, and then when I watched it, I was like, oh, oh. oh. Oh, because I wasn't expecting it to be what it was. Ooh. So the documentary "Don't Fuck with Cats." Oh, here we go. <laughs> Have you watched it already? Yeah. I told my, I, I, <laughs> I was not ready, and I I'm not going to spoil it because I want y'all to watch it for those of y'all that have not watched it, and then maybe next week, if I remember, I'll come back around to the spoiler <laughs> parts because uh-huh. I want y'all. That have not seen it to go watch it. So what's the basic plot? Don't fuck with cats. So this guy um, uploaded this video to YouTube in like 2010, 2011. 
Um, there was two like very little, small like they probably were like newborn kid. They were like very little. He put them in this Ziploc bag and closed it up a little bit, and then he went and got the little thing from the vacuum cleaner where you need to get like under the couch and to under s- to seal it. Spaces. It was a, it was a sealer bag mm-hmm. like you put freezer meat. Meat that you're gonna put in the freezer, or that, and then you seal it. That's what so, it was. Yeah, it was like a you can seal it, close, 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 take all the air, air out of it. And so he posted this on YouTube. I guess this was before the the rules and things on the YouTube. Because that was the first thing that I said when I saw. It. I was like, YouTube, let <laughs> this man put dead cats up on YouTube, and then they demonetize my shit for talking about gayness. What the fuck is going on? Crap and condoms and different types of lube that's great for you to use for anal sex. And my shit get fucking demonetized. I'm a but he can put dead cats, <laughs> dead cats on it. Oh. I, I want my missing uh, ad dollars. Okay, so it's starting. that check would be nice right about now. I know, I, I know the views will continue. Anyway. It's, so it's the me. guy uploaded. So the people, the cat people were like, she's, and that's how the documentary got its title. The lady said, "There's you could do a lot of things, things on, on the, the internet, internet but, but don't the fuck. One, number one rule, zero rule, zero rule. Because before we even get to two one, two is key. One is key. I think one yeah, is key. Before we even get to one, the zero, zero rule is don't, don't fuck, fuck with, with cats. cats. And that's how we got this. That's how we got the title. And then so the guy ends up. No, 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 it no, becomes no. an international scam. Okay, it becomes an international scam. I, I'm just it goes left. All goes I'm going to say because we're not going to spoil it. I it don't want to spoil it. Left. You do. It's only three episodes. It is worth watching. It goes left. It becomes an LGBT story. Oh, okay. I oh, that's what, yeah. Twisted. It does become. That's a part of it. So that's that's the only reason that I'm highlighting it here because it's segueing me into my next one. Baby, so, don't fuck with cats. Don't fuck with cats. Go watch it. It's three episodes. It becomes an LGBT story somehow in <laughs> in more than one way. Really, it goes. I really need to rewatch it because when I went to go watch the videos about it, I was like, "Oh, what they call those Easter eggs?" Oh yeah, and, the uh, Easter eggs. Yeah, yeah. It becomes an LGBT story, yeah. and that's why we're talking about it on this LGBT it podcast. It Goes left. <clears throat> so don't fuck with cats. Um, that is leading me into my next story. Oh shit. Here, don't don't die. Come on, links. Um, the world's most, um, the highest number of recorded rapes. Yes. Over a hundred and ninety victims. Um, in the UK, his name is Reynard Sinaga. Oh, I believe that's how you. Right now, yeah, <laughs> y'all ain't gonna be able to spell it. Don't worry I'm about like, it. what? Y'all ain't gonna be able to spell okay. it. Okay. Uh, he was finally convicted uh, for. He was convicted for and the hundred. Yeah, well, he's in jail. He, he in jail for two life sentences. <laughs> he ain't going nowhere no time soon. <laughs> but he was convicted of 159 sexual offenses, including 136 rapes. But the police believe that they're even. Over 190 victims, based on the recordings that they found in his home. Yeah, because so 30 year, more men came out after he was sentenced. But it's more men in. I think vid- it was after he was convicted. 30 more men came out before he was sentenced. Because they so while during his trial, okay. So let me let me uh, let me try and dial it back okay. and pull it together. In Britain, um, there's this task force, maybe. No, because it wasn't even a task force at first. Um, 
there's this party area in Britain where people go and get drunk. So think Bourbon Street, New Orleans. Okay. Um, people go down there and get drunk, get fucked up. They try to get in cabs and get back home, blah, 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 because, woo, alcohol. There is this predator, Reynard. Um, down to the bar. Down in the area who is seeking out men who are drunk and by themselves and asking them, hey, do you need any help? You want you, you can come crash at my place. You you know, you can come. I, I'll take care of you, blah, 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 this and that. And so uh, these drunk men were under the influence, obviously, oh. and were susceptible to him asking them, asking mm. them for help. Safety. Yeah. And so... A, a a big part of this story for me was when I went to go look at his picture, and he's an Indonesian man, about five six, maybe about one hundred and twenty pounds. So you're like, you're unsuspecting. I'll, I'll be fine, you know. I guess he just a local. His ass if he tries some. That's the thought that I would have. <laughs> had. That's the thought that I would have had. Yeah, but I wouldn't have went over his goddamn house and slept on his couch either. That. Regardless. I'm like, well, bitch, I'll just drunk drive home. I'm like, girl, I'm calling my friends. Girl, I'm down here on 7 and something. Martel, come get me. <laughs> I don't so, know that's the backstory <laughs> of, of what had happened. Uh. He had done this over 190 times to different men. So, these aren't... He was charged with 150 something. He was char- no, he's, he was, he's convicted of 159 sexual offenses. Mm-hmm. They know that it's over 190 because they got proof of over 190 mm. offenses. He had been drugging these men and raping them and recording the rapes for himself to masturbate to other times. Henderson. Who's Henderson? You on Netflix. Oh. You ruined this shit for, for <laughs> a whole other goddamn show. <clears throat> Anyway, huh? Um, so they called him one of the the most prolific rapists in British legal history because there had never been a a, a a recorded history of someone raping so many people, and then the rape was against men at that. So this is a story um, that I wanted us to report on and talk about because it has happened obviously in the UK I believe it is already happening here in the United States and can happen even more I believe that Reynard is not a isolated uh, isolated incident I believe there are other predators out there like this and that we need to all be talking about stories like this Mm -hmm. to better prepare ourselves so allegedly um, he had been drugging them with uh, the date rape drug GHB, Tina. I on Taylor Road. I saw that it was like Tina. Oh, I didn't see Tina. I, I just saw them report it's it, as it's date rape. It GHB. Okay. Well, GHB is the date rape drug. Uh, Tina is other something mm-hmm. else. Anyway, and then he not even that cute. But you showing me the picture like I ain't never seen. But him. I'm just like, cause it, it's in my other notes, but. But it's not about. But he he's unassuming. He just saw, yeah. This like he just so it's like his height, his weight, his. And he just does. He's unassuming. Look, yeah. M- much like what happens in Don't Fuck with Cats. Mm-hmm. 
So that's why I'm connecting those stories is you never know who you really need to be afraid of and who is a predator. And predators come in different shapes, sizes, and colors. They don't all look the same. And you need to be vigilant and be careful when you're going out and getting drunk. I love going out and getting drunk so much. It's one of my favorite pastimes. But I'm vigilant. I would like for everyone that's listening to this podcast to be vigilant as well. And if you can do it with other people, other friends, in a group, people that you trust, yeah, that's the best. Because this person was directly targeting people drunk that men were. that were by themselves. Mm-hmm. And that MO is not only his. Th- that is classic. It is... It's everywhere. It's trash as well. It is trash. But I'm just saying, so they will target you because you are drunk and you are alone and you are susceptible. And you feel like, okay, well, he's friendly. He's going to take me to safety. And he was drugging these men when they got back to his apartment. After they were already drunk. After they were already drunk. (laughs) And he only got caught after these crimes spanned 10 years. Mm -hmm. And he only got caught because he was starting to run out of the drugs. So he gave the last one that caught him half the dose that he would have given any other man that he had previously raped. And the man woke up in the middle of being raped. Oh. And fought him off and then went to the police. Oh. That's the only way that he got caught. You on candy camera, Neil. You on candy camera. So had, had he had his full date rape drug kit, he still would not have been caught because that other man would have been fully drugged. And would not have remembered and just woke up with a, a sore ass and Ooh. a hangover. Um, but be, be mindful and be vigilant. Because I don't think that this is only happening in Britain. I believe that this is happening definitely here in the United States and definitely a whole lot of other places. And people have nefarious nefarious intentions. Ooh. Um, the next story is also similar um, because we talked about jacked dates earlier, and in our icebreaker, I would also remind y'all that grinder dates can be trash as well. And um, there is a a man that was just arrested yesterday. Um, he killed his grinder date and then ate parts of his body. It is not this serious. What? And in my home state of Michigan. What? A Michigan hairstylist was stabbed in the back. His body hung upside down from a ceiling and his testicles cut off by a man that he met on Grindr. The 50-year-old suspect, Mark Latunsky, Mm -hmm. told detectives he cooked and ate the victim's testicles after meeting up with the 25-year-old Kevin Bacon. So, be vigilant. Be mindful. This man invited him over. The story is on BuzzFeed right now. Um, This man invited him over for a date. Previously on Christmas Eve. I'm so scared. Yeah. Oh, and they on Christmas Day? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. So he... Basically, it tied him upside down and tortured him, and then cut his balls off and ate him. 
Is there a recipe for that on YouTube? Where do you even get a recipe for that? You gonna have to. Ask I, I'm him. a horrible chef, so I'm like, I don't even know what the. You gonna have to ask him. This what he looks like. Re- if, that, if if that don't help you, um, yeah, that's what he looked like. Okay. The police end up finding him. Uh, he he admitted to everything and said he used a knife to do all of the things. So the guy suffered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Damn. Um, and was basically tortured. Because imagine being hung upside down and bleeding out mm-hmm. until you die. <clears throat> um, it's unfortunate because um, his family and his friends had put out all of these um, social media posts about him being missing. He had been missing for... Since Christmas, and they just arrested him yesterday. Yeah, so. he, yeah he, he had been missing yeah, since... Seven to ten days, it seems. Uh, December 24th at 5.23 p.m. was the last time somebody had even saw him. Mm. And come to find out, he had been tortured and killed by... Well, I guess we don't know if he's a serial killer yet or not, but he's just a killer. The, the killer is out there. If it's Wendy you. Williams has not said anything <laughs> fucking right in her whole lifetime... She was right about the killer is out there. Mm-hmm. The killer is fucking out there. Be careful and be mindful. Whew. Um, last but not least, obviously, in 2020, hashtag execute Ed Buck. Mm. He is currently convicted. Charged. Charged, excuse me. He's currently charged, not yet convicted. Well, uh, Ooh, we're gonna ride Trail if there's starts no. Trial in August, so shout out to Leo and Virgo season. Mm. Oh, please push some of that goddamn energy towards this trial, because y'all be having a whole lot of fucking energy come down. Y'all be having a whole lot of fucking energy, and so please push some of that energy to the trial of Ed Buck. Convict and execute Ed Buck. Send the cancer, because cancer couldn't have cancer can't happen to a worse person. Oh, wow, whoa. I just asked him, was he a cancer? Wow. Oh, I thought you said, do he, he send him the cancer. I was like, well, yeah, send him the cancer. I don't give a fuck. Give him goddamn Ed Book cancer. Give him all the, Talk about stage four cancer? Give Ed Book stage five. Electric chair. That's all I got. Whatever it was, the segment was woo, a lot this week. So, um, social studies, I don't know if this is any better, but it's about where do you store your stress in your body? Um, I was reading an article referencing um, Nathaniel Brandon, with an E, the founder of the Psychology of Self-Esteem. He was basically um, asking where does unwanted feelings go? Or in talking about stress in the body and all those types of things. And so I have two places where he says people store a lot of stress that I was able to support with science and other places. And then one, I just want your opinion on. So the first place um, is in the stomach. And it said that the stomach carries a lot of your chronic stress, a lot of your fears, and your anxiety. So whatever you're going into 2020 with, chronically stressing over and anxious over, if you're carrying all this stress in your stomach, you definitely, um, according to Healthline.com, want to drink a lot of um, warm water, hotter, warmer type of water, not ice cold water, um, especially on an empty stomach because that is said to calm your nervous system. And flush, but, and flush things out. 
Yeah, flush, the, flush those toxins out and clear your mind in the risk of fallout. Amen. Um, the second place is in the liver. So I um, have been kind of, sort of, I can't really do it the right way because I can't stop the alcohol, which is a major toxin, which is the number one thing I need to be stopping. But in, so I've been drinking a little less. I'm trying to be better. But the liver, stress in your liver processes the chemicals that affect your anger, your rage, your wrath, and your resentment. Um, I've definitely been living with some resentment for the past year or so. Come on, Beyonce. Um, so um, Dr. Joshua X, who's a clinical nutritionist, recommends, as I just got to saying, especially for heavy drinkers and unhealthy dieters, that you increase your intake of turmeric, something called milk thistle. I've been on Amazon looking up vitamin prices. It's a vitamin, it's a supplement. Um, In pill form? Mm-hmm. And dandelion. So I was looking around at what dandelion, dandelion makes you go, and the milk thistle scrubs the liver, and then the dandelion helps make you go. So scrubbing the liver push everything out okay those are very homeopathic that's not traditional western medicine that's what i don't know mm -hmm. but i've seen in a lot of places that turmeric is that girl yeah turmeric i don't know i don't know where she is based out of if she's based out of la or houston india (laughs) yeah based out of india india and pakistan she's that girl and turmeric is that girl she can get you together if you feel like the cold and flu symptoms i've heard she's great for that and the flu has killed like 8,000 people so far this year. 6,000 people. I'm so. a survivor. <laughs> I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to stop. Come on. I'm going to make it. So um, if you're feeling yourself with the cold and flu symptoms, turmeric is their girl. Um, but also consider adding a weekly tea or pill supplement as it can take up to three years to heal the largest organ uh, your second largest organ on the body because the skin is the first largest and then the liver is supposedly they grow right behind the skin. This one I've, I've, I've looked at a lot of places. I want to make sure. I'll leave y'all some links below. But the third thing that confused me is which is... The intestine is larger. What, I, what I want your opinion on. So it was said that chronic st- stress headaches may mean you have lost control. Oh, yeah, probably. Um, Psychotherapist Sean Grover told Psychology Today, and this is a quote, no matter how strong-willed you might be, an emphasis on control will eventually lead to burnout and splitting headaches. Not all difficulties in life can be solved by intellect or trying to control everything. In fact, many problems are exacerbated by controlling tendencies. Letting go accepting what you can and can't control and developing a mindfulness practice are the steps you need to cure your headache habit no um yeah that sounds spot on the the only thing i would add is um stress can also affect your lymph nodes um so not only just your stomach and your liver but your lymph nodes which can hold um the excess of everything coming off of you when you are stressed. So when you are stressed, you produce a lot of um, hormones and um, the things to uh, uh, your cortisol goes 
way up. I've heard that word, cortisol. Yeah, your cortisol. And so when all of the, these things are happening in your body, your body can't hold them all the time, and then they end up in your lymph nodes. And then your lymph nodes get swollen or infected or become cancerous. And so um, I think that would be the other organ to watch. It's not just one organ because lymph nodes are throughout your body in different places, but um, something else to watch. So, and there was make sure you're looking. Disease. Yeah, I, well, yeah, that's a big one. But uh, make sure that you're looking in your groin area. You have lymph nodes in your groin area. You have lymph nodes in your throat, obviously, um, <clears throat> in your armpits, um, above your sinus cavity. Those are all major areas where stress um, byproducts of stress hormones can end up. Oh, well, this social studies this week. Do please don't go into twenty twenty stressed out, um, having heart attacks from stress. Um, I developed IBS from my stress because I was carrying a lot of it in my stomach. Um, and fluting so. too much. <laughs> Maybe that. Um, so, and I'm definitely trying to clean my liver now because I know I'm a heavy drinker. So I'm trying to do that as well. Try to get some of this stress out of my body, y'all. Get the stress out your body. 2020. This week in sexual health, um, I'm going to cover a article on Prepster.com. Um, it's actually Prepster.info.com. <clears throat> and the story is written by damn, what is his name? Phil. His name is just Phil. He didn't put his last. He didn't name. put his last name. He didn't put his last name. So, shout out to you, Phil. Oh, Prepster is an organization over in the UK. They're mm-hmm. a well-respected organization over in the UK. They are. Um, and you can obviously go over to their website over at Prepster info dot com. Um, <clears throat> the story starts off with queer men are told that they must always wear a condom every single time. This is unrealistic and unpractical, even for those that practice safer sex by using them every single time. Wrong sizes can be worn, which can be uncomfortable, can break and can come off during sex. Some people are allergic to latex. Some men face these problems and then choose not not to use them others don't want to use them at all and so phil is writing this article um based from a perspective of someone um that does not use condoms um he's a natural sex kind of girl yes i don't know that he's hiv positive i don't know if he's on press, that's not our business, it's, and it's not it's, it, that business is between him and his partner, partners, whoever ooh, he has ooh, sex with. Oh, well, it's 2020. <laughs> Some of the girls are busy, they got clear vision, and I would like to have you and you, <laughs> and you and you, and call your friend. And you know how many times somebody asked me to bring a friend, anyway. I'm glad you never called me. Thank God, <laughs> don't call me. I'm not that type of girl. <laughs> so I read the full article, and the article inspired me to write this um, for Sexual Health this week. Why can't you just wear condoms is a question. Oh, a poem. Come on. No, it's a it's a question that you hear all the time from the, oh. the anti-prep community and a question that 
he was addressing in the post. Mm-hmm. And I want to address it here for sexual health because there's a lot of those girls out there like, why can't y'all all just wear condoms? Uh-oh. Why can't your mama? <laughs> is that sexual health this Yes. Week? Yeah, it is, actually. Why can't your mama? Because if your mama wore a condom, your dumb ass wouldn't be here asking dumb ass questions. And you will want the LGBT history to be taught in schools with your dumb ass. We never ask straight people, why don't they wear condoms? Ever. Just like I was talking earlier about Ace Rockwood uh, being in straight porn, not wearing condoms, and then being in gay porn wearing condoms, I'm tying it back to serophobia. Um, and I think that <clears throat> this conversation intertwines directly with the serophobic conversation that we had earlier because no one is asking straight people the same type of questions around sex that they are asking gay people around sex um when straight people choose not to wear a condom it's just they had sex and hopefully she didn't get pregnant Hopefully she wasn't ovulating. Woo. Yeah, that, that's 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 the end of the conversation at that point in in the in the dialogue. Um, STIs and STDs be damned because no one's like, oh well, if I got something, I'll just go to the doctor. I'm cleared up. But when it comes to gay sex, it's not it's not the same energy. It's not oh uh, you know I just got STI STD. I'm gonna go to the doctor and clear it up. It's like ooh girl, huh. you know HIV out here. Oh, I'm gonna die. Damn, you can I just take a penicillin you know, for 10 days? Super, super gonorrhea is out here. Oh, this and that. It's, it's not the same implications. Mm-hmm. Um, you might ask if a condom was used. Um, the guy might say, no, she on the pill. In a straight conversation. And that'll be the end of it. She on the pill. She on the pill. I ain't have to use a condom. She not pregnant. In the conversation. Herpes out here. It is. But that's not a part of straight conversations. Uh, it's not a part of straight dialogue. The way that it is when... Ain't it the number one transmitted disease in the U.S.? In the, um, the, in the world, I want to say? I've or never, just the U.S.? I've never heard that. Hmm. It's a possibility. Herpes is out here. HIV ain't the only thing out here. HIV is the... Equivalent to an unwanted pregnancy in the gay world right now. That's strong. It is. Oh, I meant it, I meant for that <laughs> to be strong. Oh. So when you have unprotected sex, or sex without a condom, or natural sex, however you would like to phrase it, in hetero relations, an unwanted pregnancy. Who girl? Seven alarm blaze. All hands on deck. Let's figure this shit out. Borrow some money. Do you got three hundred dollars? It's 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 all of those things. And then, since we don't necessarily run the risk of being pregnant in homosexual relations, you just gonna die because you don't get. You just gonna die. You just gonna die. So think about that. It's the prospect of life over on the hetero end, and then the prospect of death on the homo end, because we don't want to fucking talk. And be realistic about a pill that can just stop that shit. The pill that just stops that shit on the the heterosexual side, it's called birth control. 
Uh-huh. The pill that just stops that shit on the homosexual side is called Truvada or Discavi, whatever one you want to take. There is a pill to stop both of those extreme circumstances. Uh-huh. But it's not talked about in the same way and definitely not talked about amongst different... Given the same liberty for discussion. No. We have bills that have went up to the Supreme Court about birth control. And some of them are the Republicans are trying to repeal. They ain't, they don't even know what the fuck prep is. I guess maybe that's a good thing. But we need to have more um intelligent conversations about what prep is and what the consequences of Having sex in a homosexual lifestyle is because the consequences in a heterosexual lifestyle seem to be very black and white and determined, and then it seems to be very colorful on our end because we don't want to be informed. And that is sexual health this week. That's powerful. Um, the prep, oh, oh. okay, I'm gonna add one more thing. <laughs> okay, come on. Prep's side effect is that no one ever talks about it has reduced HIV anxiety. And I know I can speak from personal experience because I have been out here for a long time and doing some strange things, not for no piece of change, but just doing some strange things because it was fun. And um, I can remember times where I was like, I probably should have wore a condom with that nigga. I hope I don't got nothing. And thankfully, the only time I the only time I did have something was gonorrhea. I never I never contracted HIV, but that's only because of the grace of God. But I should have contracted HIV from the many times that I did. Some risque things. Um, And then PrEP came along and I did enough research and I got on it. And it further protected me when I made other riskier decisions. Um, But I'm pretty sure every gay man has had that same moment of, oh, I did something frisky. I did something a little risky. Even if it was with someone strange that you don't know or... A boyfriend or a partner. Because I know many are gay. Huh. Okay. You're going, okay, you testify then. I wasn't going to tell your story. I was going to tell other gay stories. When you know you having sex with your boyfriend and you feel like y'all should be in a trusted relationship. Or well, if I'm having sex with somebody's boyfriend. Huh. Okay, that's also your story as well. Um, And you don't know. Like, you feel like you should be able to trust this person to not give you HIV. Or anything, child. Or anything. Don't, don't give me nothing but this nut up out of here, sir. But I when you get the nut, the nut comes with other things. Oh, my God. <laughs> but the conversation you're... Um, the things you're saying, I know that even with being on birth control, there is still like, I was taking the pill, I was taking the pill, I was taking the pill, I should not be pregnant. But when it comes to like taking PrEP, 
the only people that have zero converted, to my knowledge, have publicly stated that they were not taking the pill as prescribed. Yeah. So, no. um, I think there's a conversation around that as well because if a woman tells you she's taking the pill, you believe she's taking it every day at 6.30 p.m. or taking it with her breakfast at 6.30 a.m. And you trust her, you still nut in her raw, and she still gets pregnant. But if a man is... Um, diligent about his prep, got it on his keychain, and he takes it with him to happy hour because he know he likes to take his pill with dinner. Or you know, like they, there's spaces. Um, I even keep my Claritin in my backpack, and I take my backpack all practically everywhere with me. So if I'm taking something around with me, I got a Claritin in my bag, or I got some Tylenol, cold and flu in my. I, well, I have severe allergies, so my the way I can see it is me taking my allergy medicine. I, you have to take those same medications every day because child Superman got a dog and I'm allergic. So I know I have to be, I have to have a lot of um, the drug in my system before I can be exposed to a dog. Because like if I go take a Claritin at four thirty, then I have then I go over to Superman house and want to play with the dog at six. Sweetie, you didn't even gave this enough time to work. Come on. So being adherent to whatever medication you're on, and what is the success rate? Because the birth control success rate is definitely not the same as preps. Ninety percent. So, so you got to discuss that thing, and why are we so comfortable with a ninety percent when we have something that's ninety-seven percent percent, and we're like, mm-hmm, that being this A look, I don't like the A. It just scares me. Yeah, and so that's that's the reason that I brought that that subject up. Yeah. Um, uh, just huh. get more, and and I get I know that you get better. <laughs> That's a better for better informed, yeah. and I know that people that are listening to this podcast have heard me drive this hammer home for three years. So um, it's not y'all that I'm tell your aiming. friends. Tell your friends because I still see the dumb shit on the fucking internet, and I don't see the dumb shit on the internet because um. The, it, the information is not out there. It's just yeah, ain't nobody sharing. Disseminate it. Get you some copies. Double double side them if you ain't got enough for all the pages, and you don't even have to staple them. Just get a girl all three of the pages, or just send them the link to this podcast and say Happy New Year, friend. I want you to be smart in twenty twenty. Listen to <clears> this. <throat> mm-hmm. What is the song for your soul? Saucy Santana. This is so scary. Because I was listening to Material Girl, and you said, like, like, bitch, look at this. I was like, it's taking me to the shade room. He's like, yeah, it's podcast research. <laughs> and I was like, oh, don't make me go. Don't make me go. Don't make me go. But um, Material Girl is the song for my soul, because as previously stated. Um, this is not from Madonna. No, this is by Saucy Santana. Oh, by Saucy Santana. Yeah. He's, the he, second single before, You Can't Kill Me. This was the after oh. the incident. Okay. So you, Material Girl was the second single. I know you can't kill me. Came out. I didn't know. <laughs> so he, it's like this is a whole new album. No, it's a single. Okay. So he had his first single that he toured, gave y'all girls all summer, and he's like, well, I can't just come out and perform one song. I mean, so I'm gonna get drop Material Girl, and then that's gonna be my second single. So when I'm doing my club appearances, I can do two songs. I thought you can't kill me just came out after he got that's shot. The, it was the unexpected. Third release. Okay. He wasn't expecting to get shot. <laughs> he thought he was, was going to uh, do Material Girl for another six months. Okay. But in the song Material Girl, as previously stated, he discusses his love languages, which is gifts and quality time, which is what I was ranting about during my shape. So I don't want to 
give y'all those things again. But in Material Girls, Tasha Santana discusses he likes Chanel bags. He likes being flued out. And, you know, he, he likes his things, okay? Southern Florida has given him a lifestyle that he's used to. And if you want to be in his life, you need to be able to provide those things. So, Material Girl by Saucy. Um, <clears throat> here you go. Oh, my song is about Christina Aguilera, fighter, because you know, like empowerment and self esteem. <laughs> Come on. I don't think that Christina Aguilera is gonna ever be the song for my soul. Sorry. Um, this is by a legend, an icon, uh, and the real king of pop to me. I never meant to cause you any sorrow. I never meant to cause you any pain. I only wanted one time to see you laughing. I only wanted to see you laughing in the purple rain. Purple rain, purple rain. Purple rain, purple rain. I only wanted to see you bathing in the purple rain. I never wanted to be your weekend lover. Please don't. I only wanted to be somebody, some kind of friend. Mm-hmm. Baby, I, I could never steal you from another. It's such a shame our friendship had to end. Purple rain, purple rain, purple rain, purple rain. Um, I never really thought that the lyrics to the song were the most prolific. But... The song was so soulful, passionate, amazing. I can't think of the vocal words. performance. The performance. The song for my soul. Um, it came up on my uh, "You Should Watch" playlist a few days ago, and it was um, it wasn't Prince's version. It was uh, the girls that were trying to do the best of their ability to do Prince's version. And I was seeing all these white girls doing Purple Rain, and I was like... Kelly Clarkson got a version out there. Be careful. Celine Dion had a... I was like, Celine Dion doing Purple Rain? Celine Dion is good at at doing some things. I don't think that Celine Dion should be doing Purple Rain. It was also uh, Jesse J tried. (laughs) Um, It ain't enough hollering in that song. They didn't even hear... It uh, it was another white girl that I was like, "What are you doing?" Jennifer Hudson also tried, and I was like, "What?" But the original by Prince in 1984 that lasted eight minutes and 45 fucking seconds because that's when we made music that would last more than three minutes because this don't need to go on the radio. This is gonna be what you're gonna fuck to when you get home. If you haven't fucked the purple rain, go home and fuck the purple rain. Well, I'm gonna find somebody boyfriend and I'm gonna do that. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. What are you here for this week? Two things. Justin Bieber, you tried it. Oh, uh, he's still trying to be black because I guess whatever he done hit puberty and whatever the vocal arrangement was when he was 14 when he signed his record deal. Ain't he 30 now? Ain't 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 no longer there. <laughs> so um, he's trying to do the little soft. Um, R&B where there's really no vocal It's just about the trap beats 
And um, the song is called Yummy. So he says, yummy, yummy, yummy. Yummy, yummy. I don't know what he's talking about. I don't know what he's talking about. I don't know what he's talking about. Couldn't make it through the whole song. Um, This black cultural appropriation. um, Go away from me with this. Um, Okay, you got enough money to build you a career. You can go be religious. You can marry to that white woman who's an heiress. Go enjoy that money and go do something over there. Um, you know, b- become a, the a, ch- a board chair member of the church's uh, foundation. Chair member, <laughs> whatever the board member of the chair. I don't know what big words. So I thought he was thirty already. He looks thirty. He's twenty five. Go away. Go away from me with this. You got enough money to not make music no more. Make gospel. Go and go appropriate somebody else's culture. Get out the black culture. We don't want you over here. I'm not here for it. The second thing I'm absolutely here for, I think I've given this person a shout out before, but there's a black woman with a YouTube channel based out of Atlanta, Georgia, and her name is Sharonda Williams. <laughs> Come on, Sharonda. Um, and she has a YouTube channel called Pay or Wait, um, and she's a Rotten Tomatoes approved movie critic, mm-hmm. and she always tell you if you what she liked about the movie, what she hated about the movie, sometimes and, if and you without spoilers, pay or wait to see it. And I'm just like, come on, Sharonda, I like like her little her little gimmick is cute, and you know, in a world where there's so many white um, movie critics approved on Rotten Tomatoes, a black girl down to the Atlanta. She's like, girl, she's got her 25,000 subscribers who come listen and follow what she has to say about The Witcher, if you should see the new Star Wars, and if what else is going on. I'm sure when um, the photographer starring Issa Rae and Lakeith Stanford comes out in February for Valentine's Day, she's going to have a review on that. So um, she definitely gives the black perspective of um, movie reviews, and I'm glad to see that she's very consistent. Because one day I had like four videos. I was like, girl, I ain't even watched all this stuff yet. But apparently, she's sitting at home watching everything, getting her reviews out, like a person with a YouTube channel. She's doing her thing. So, shout out her to Her account's still monetized. <laughs> shout out to Pay or Wait, um, Sharonda Williams from Pay or Wait, and check out her website. I'm sure it's payorwait.com. Um, and check her out on Rotten Tomatoes and follow her if y'all follow movies and TV shows and stuff. And definitely her channel on YouTube. Yes. Obviously. Um, what I am absolutely unequivocally here for this week is the National Queer and Trans Therapists of Color Network. Oh. Yeah. Give me more. I'm... I'm, I'm Gimme, gimme. The website is www.nqttcn.com. Do it one more time. I'm sorry. I'm slow. Nqttcn.com. Okay, thank you. And so, <clears throat> this is a network of uh, mental health providers across the country. Where you can put in your um, address or zip code and find therapists that are close to you that are also queer or trans people Mm -hmm. of color. Um, And they are throughout the country. The only places I saw like blank spaces was like Montana and 
North Dakota and South Dakota. That's just because like we that. need to get more people to submit. To the no, no, that, no, that also means we just don't have no people of color in those areas. Mm. Um, but in a lot of other areas throughout the country, North, uh-huh. South, East, West, they have um, therapists of color throughout the whole country. And you can just put your zip code or your address or part of the country in and find the closest one to you. I am absolutely here for it because this is something that I thought that I thought of first a year ago and I was trying to do it. But um, some of the mental health providers in this area. Slow to respond because they're busy with their patient load. I'm going to go with that. Um, They weren't as uh, pliable as I wanted them to be to just, hey, let me get your information so other black LGBT people can access your services, one, to help your patient load, two, to help the black LGBT people that you come from in the same community. Um, Because I know that that's a a big issue that a lot of LGBT people have in finding mental health is they want to talk to someone where they don't have to re-explain all of their isms and all of their history and tell you why these are microaggressions and why because being black is one thing but being trans is another one and being black gay and trans is a whole nother thing so you don't want to have to revisit all of those things with a therapist to unpack all the shit so you don't harm yourself or harm other people oftentimes and so when you have the company of someone that knows the experience of being black and, or a person of color and trans and or a, a queer. queer it's easier for you to have com- more conversations with them and to get to the root of the problem and so um, that's why I'm absolutely here for the National Queer and Trans Therapist Color Network because uh, it is growing it is it was originally launched in May 2016, which tells me, girl, I was way behind the power curve when I thought I had this idea first. <laughs> um, and it continues to grow. And as as more people get aware of it and more um, mental health providers are alerted to it, it's better. So if you are also a mental health provider listening to this podcast, make sure you get in touch with them so that they can add you to um, their directory of uh, providers and if you are a person of color or the LGBT community that wants um, more access to care, mental health care, uh, this is a great tool to start with. So I'm absolutely here for I'm it. I'm here for it. Oh, child. It's time for our last call. Um, if you guys throw um, lemon water because you're detoxing your liver. As we discussed earlier. I ate lemons yesterday. I'm good. <laughs> or um, if you're doing that um, other detox. What that other detox I did? It was a two-day detox. You can get it from Whole Foods. It's two gallons of a solution of some kind. Oh, you did a tummy tummy tea? A child. <laughs> <laughs> Look now. I'm not taking my stress in with me. So, I'm gonna be <clears throat> so make sure you guys take your shot of whatever you whatever are drinking you got. with us. It is our last call. Um, there is something else Lena White is doing, and y'all just gonna have to prepare your wallets. Mm. 
Lena Waithe and Rachel Maddow are starring in a five-part docu-series called Visible, out on television, coming to Apple TV Plus on Valentine's Day. Billy Porter, Anderson Cooper, Don Lemon um, also make appearances, and the whole shenanigan is produced by Wanda Sykes and Wilson Cruz. Um, each hour-long episode will focus on a different subject, including visibility, homophobia, the evolution of LGBT characters on television, and coming out in the television industry. Janet Mock and Neil Patrick Harris will narrate. So make sure that you got your Apple TV Plus, or you got your friend password, or you got the bootleg, so you can watch Visible out on television um, when it comes out on Valentine's Day on the Apple TV Plus. I feel like they've got a lot of the right names and they've got a lot of the right people in the right places. So, talking about being out on television. I want to see a trailer. I think there there's a, like a... Te- what they call it when they give you the first look? A teaser? It's a first look. Um, something on the internet. I can't remember which website it was on, but I'll link you to it. Okay. Um, my last call this week is um, to parents who try it. So my story is not necessarily my story, but I have had similar stories, especially this past holiday season, where a parent has tried it. Mm-hmm. And if my parent is trying, if my parent is listening, she knows she tried it. How you doing? <clears throat> <laughs> The holiday season is well underway. The The story is coming from FemPositive.com. Um, the holiday season is well underway, and it's time. it's a time that we reconnect with our families, even though many people love this period, just because they get to spend more time with their families. One young man did not have the best Christmas season. His name is Sidney Prescott, uh, spelled with a C. <sighs> It turns out Sydney's extended family held a meeting, quote unquote, uh, to discuss him being gay. The family organized the meeting um, to talk about this, quote unquote, family issue. Um, Luckily, his mother was the last person to get to the meeting and she absolutely did not have any of it. She aired that hole out. Okay, you already read the story. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I vaguely remember hearing I don't know the details But I remember It was a family meeting And they were talking about her child And she was like Uh-uh Uh-uh Not Darius Or whatever he it, identifies Sydney. as today Sydney <laughs> He identifies as Sydney today She They identify as Sydney today What you're not going to do Is this I heard about a story that uh, These are the details okay. Yes these are, Those are the details <laughs> Okay <clears throat> I'll give you um, The quote From, from Sydney's mama uh, I don't give a fuck how none of y'all feel. He's mine, and if you don't want to deal with him, fuck you, because you don't have to. But I know none of you will sh- will have shit to say to me about it. End quote. Period. Sydney's mama was not having none of this holiday. We're going to have a meeting about the gay family member bullshit. That happens all the time. I don't know what it is about. I don't know what it is about some of y'all. Because you don't have no motherfucking meetings when 
uh, somebody uncle them molested somebody's child. Come on. You don't have no means when somebody get arrested. When Big Mama in the hospital, who gonna care for her when she get out? You don't have no means when somebody get beat. But all of a sudden, we gotta have a meeting because Sydney over here sucking dick. How dare he? So my last call is to Sydney's mama because Sydney mama said, I don't give a fuck. Quote. That's what she said. I don't give a fuck how none of y'all feel. I don't know if she had elders in the room. It don't matter. She didn't give a fuck about anybody with the last name Prescott having something (laughs) to say about her goddamn Sydney. And And his last name is Prescott. And y'all don't have to fucking deal with it. Okay. And that's it. That's that on that. That's my last call this week because I feel like more parents should have that same energy. More friends should have that same energy. It just, it, people with relationships should have that same energy. Uh-huh. Whatever, whatever the relationship is. Listen, I know y'all doing all that talking and all that blah blah blah. I don't give a fuck about none of that. So if you don't mm. don't invite me, mm. don't invite me to come and tear down. Somebody that I'm friends with, I'm family with, I gave birth to. Come on out. Literally, come on out. I gave birth to him. You invited me to a meeting to tear him down like I'm supposed to have allegiance to y'all and not to the person that I get. Y'all get the fuck out of here. Y'all can stay your ass in 2019 because apparently. I'm getting my maxima and I'm going back to my address. City's mama didn't give a fuck and neither do I. That is this week's episode of Fear For A Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for being patient with us and waiting <clears throat> till our tired black asses came back um, in 2020. Um, we will be more vigilant uh, for future episodes. Um, I am still the Superman, T-H-E-E-S-U-P-A-M-A-N. My name is Ronald Matters. Follow me on the internet at Ronald Matters. And um, hashtag pray for Puerto Rico. They barely recovered from um, Hurricane Maria getting tourism back on track. And then they had a 5.8 magnitude hurricane. I mean, not hurricane, an earthquake. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, Devastation. No, but in the last couple hours, it's been another hurricane. Now you, you fucking about to, me you about to, another earthquake. The last but earthquake. Australia's on fire on this side of the earth. Then Puerto Rico is having earthquakes on this side of the earth and facing a tsunami warming. And warning. then people will say, "Oh, climate change ain't real, sweetie, sweetie." The middle of the earth is telling y'all something on both ends. She said, "My stomach is upset." My <laughs> stomach is upset on both. Her ends. allergies are acting up, but she don't have no claritin. Australia over here on this end, Puerto Rico over here on this end. Y'all think climate change ain't real? But anyway, um, please pray for Puerto Rico. Donate where you can. My name is Ronald Matters, and that's all I got. The revolution will will be televised. This take week. take your chubada. Bye.